welcome to the very first episode of A Ritual Podcast. My name is Kaylee and I will be your host. I started this podcast because as I was growing up and even today, I came to the realization that most people, including myself, have many interests and what feels like no time to devote to learning more about any of them. As we get older, it becomes harder and harder to find the time in our schedules to learn new things, create new routines, adopt new mindsets. My solution to this was to start a podcast that serves as a medium to have conversations about these topics that people feel so passionate about, while simultaneously creating a community that can learn from and grow with one another. When I thought more about all the topics that I could include in my podcast, I kind of realized that they could all be related in some way to the idea of ritual and If you don't know the formal definition of ritual, you know, to some, it might mean going to church and taking Holy Communion. To others, it might mean performing a religious rite, um, a spell. To others, it might be brushing your teeth every single night. I want to start by defining what ritual means as far as the dictionary goes. It does have two main definitions. First definition is that ritual is a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. The second definition would say that ritual is a series of actions or a type of behavior regularly and invariably followed by someone. Which definition suits you best is going to depend on your daily life and your beliefs. For some, ritual could be something a little less formal, such as practicing yoga, meditation, reading or writing. For some, it might be making dinner for their family every night, tending to their garden, going on a run. It really is open to interpretation. Today, I want to talk about how we can incorporate rituals into our everyday lives in a healthy and productive way. And later, I'll be speaking on how toxic and abusive parents can actually create maladaptive rituals in their children, but more importantly, how we can work to replace these with healthier rituals. One of the most viral types of videos going around on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook right now is the what I eat in a day or the this is my daily routine video. These videos are all similar in that they outline what seems like a perfect and productive day. The creator wakes up early, does their skincare routine, makes an extravagant breakfast, they go to the gym, they somehow have the time to organize their whole house, watch a movie. Um, These videos never really touch on a commute to work, how long their workday might be, or even how long it takes to edit and splice the video to make it look perfect. What these videos kind of do is they create this unrealistic expectation of ourselves to achieve this level of perfection that simply does not exist in real life. The best way to adopt ritual in our everyday lives is to do things that serve us personally. There are the rituals and routines that are suggested by pop culture and social media, And then there are the rituals that actually make our lives better. Some of the best advice I've ever received when it comes to incorporating ritual into your life is to do one thing for your body, one thing for your mind, and one thing for your soul each and every day. What that means for the mind is maybe doing something mentally stimulating. You could learn something new. You could read something informational. 
when it comes to serving the body. It is how it sounds. You could do something physical like taking a walk, stretching for 10 minutes before a long day sitting at a desk, going to the gym in the morning if you've got the time. Serving the soul is a little bit different in that it can be done almost in any way. Doing something that you truly enjoy, whether it be reading, playing a video game that you really love, drawing, making art, gardening, hiking. If there's something that you have been passionate about for most of your life and you haven't found the time to do it, try to set aside even 10 minutes to do this. I was originally going to have a guest on for this first episode, but our schedules were not able to align. Um, So I'm going to take the questions that I was going to ask him and I'm going to answer them myself. And I would absolutely love if anyone who is listening could chime in with their answers to these questions. The first question being what ritual means to me personally, and I sort of touched on it at the beginning of the episode, but to me, ritual is anything that I can incorporate into my daily life that makes my day better, that makes me feel more productive, that makes me feel more in touch with myself and the things that matter to me. So I like to go to yoga when I can. I like to meditate when I wake up early enough. Um, I do like to go to the gym. Reading and writing has been something that is central to my mental health my entire life. It makes me incredibly happy. So when I feel inspiration, that is definitely something that I do. Besides the conscious rituals, things that I do every single day would be getting up and making my bed, brushing my teeth, doing the things that I need to do in order to get out the door and get to work. The next question is, what are some things that you would like to incorporate into your daily life if you haven't already. For me, as a kid, I spent hours every day writing, but as an adult, it's a little bit harder to find time to really sit down and get ideas flowing and put something down on paper. For those of you who don't know me personally, um, I grew up with an abusive or toxic parent. Um, My biological father was quite troubled He regularly physically abused my mother before she ever gave birth to me. And it got to the point where her doctors were telling her that she needed to leave this man or both herself and her unborn child could die. Um, When she had me, I still did go and see my father up until eight years of age. During those eight years, I was beaten. I was yelled at a lot. I had hot sauce poured into my mouth if I looked at him the wrong way. I regularly went hungry in the mornings because he was too drunk or strung out on drugs to wake up and make me breakfast. And, you know, with that came some verbal abuse as well. And I think that dealing with that, even as a young adult now, I'm far onto the other side of this. I've made it. I'm, you know, healthy. I'm doing well. I'm no longer enduring this kind of abuse. It definitely has made its mark on me. Um, I I find myself questioning my worth and questioning the validity of my thoughts and things that are important to me regularly. That seems to be a ritual for me. Um, I regularly jump to my own defense, even when not necessary. That is definitely something that I want to change and work to eradicate completely from my behavior. I kind of look at the world at times through a negative lens. I always question people's intentions when I begin to get close to them. 
So these are all, again, rituals, things you might not consider as ritual, but ritual behaviors or ritual thought processes that really are not serving me in any way. In fact, they are making me regress and they're making my life a little bit harder. I think that for anyone who has gone through any sort of abuse, it is a little bit harder to incorporate ourselves into normal life. People who were lucky enough to grow up with two stable, loving, emotionally available parents, um, they might not understand where we're coming from when we feel alone or when we feel anxiety or when we are questioning something. And so in that way, the ritual negative thinking, the ritual anxiety is creating this added layer of difficulty to our already difficult lives. The next question is, do you have any advice regarding how people can begin to create healthy rituals in their lives? And I think that the greatest advice I've ever received from therapists could be just trying to be aware of when these maladaptive thoughts these intrusive thoughts are, are coming into your head and be aware that they're there and know that they are not always the truth. So if you catch yourself in an exchange with someone feeling anxious or feeling wary of what their intentions with you are, you could stop and you could take a breath and if you've got the time and just try to remind yourself that most of the time people are not out to get you. Most of the time people are good and kind. Where that fails, I do think that involving yourself in healthy activities can help to take your mind off of the more negative things and the negative thoughts. One of the best things that you can do for your mind and your body is to exercise in any capacity, whether that's walking your dog around the block when you get home, going to the gym and doing a full workout, maybe it's stretching for 10 minutes before bed. Really anything that you can do to help your body is going to also help your mind. Another recommendation I might give people is if there is something out there that you are very passionate about, something that means something to you, something that you like to learn more about and study, try to find a way to create a ritual out of that passion. If you really want to learn another language, make sure that you set aside time each and every day when and where possible to learn that language, listen to some music, listen to talk radio in that language. You might not understand it, but you are definitely exposing your brain to it and immersing yourself more into it than you would if you did nothing. The next question is, is there anything else that you would like to add? Being that this is my first episode and it is not a full length episode and we don't have a guest today, I don't have much else to add other than that the world is a crazy place right now. It seems to only get worse. But if we can find little things here and there to hold on to, you know, hobbies that mean everything to us, people that mean everything to us, if we can find the little bits and pieces here and there that make us feel whole, that make us feel seen, that make us feel like we are contributing to something bigger and better, if we can do that, we are serving ourselves, we are serving our community, we are serving our friends and our family. I truly think that each and every person is struggling with something. They might be struggling with more than three people can take, and they're taking it on all on their own. If you can, talk to someone that you trust, maybe share a hobby or a passion with someone. I want to end each episode by talking about music 
that myself or my guests are currently listening to and books that we're currently reading. So for me right now, music that I'm listening to, um, I'm listening to a lot of Etta James, Billie Holiday. I went to New Orleans late last year and I'm just obsessed with the, the jazz music, the jazz feel. So it is just a feel good genre of music that I almost never get sick of. As far as books, I am kind of in the middle of several, but the one that I've been reading the most regularly is How Not to Die by Dr. Michael Greger. This book touches on diet and disease and how we can work to avoid and even reverse disease simply by changing what we are eating. It is a very, very engrossing read and I would recommend it to anyone. I want to thank everyone again for listening. I hope to have my next episode out coming on a regular schedule here. So I believe next Friday, not this upcoming, but next Friday is when we will get on the regular schedule of an episode each and every Friday. In the meantime, if you would like to keep up with me and the podcast, you can find us at A Ritual Podcast on Instagram or Twitter or at Kaylee Tomchek on Instagram or Twitter. Feel free to message me with any sort of suggestions, any topics that you would like me to touch on, and I will see you next week. 